Welcome, everyone. This is Russ Galzo, Chronicles of the End Times. So glad to be with you today as we continue with part two of the Counterfeit Church. There was this Christian comedy group called Isaac Air Freight, and one of their skits kind of really fits this situation we're talking about. Talks about a religious store, and this man walks in. He's looking for a new religion, and it's represented by the suits and the racks. And this silver-tongued guy comes up to him and says, Hey, what are you looking for? I got lots of suits here. We can tailor it just for your desires. And he looks around and he goes, oh, I see. He goes, that's pretty good. He goes, I am looking for a religion, you know, that fits my lifestyle and stuff. And he looks over and he's checking out all the different racks. And he looks over in the far corner, there's another rack. And it's got Jesus' name on it. And he goes, what's going on with that rack? How about those clothes? And the guy goes, nah, you don't want that. Why not? Well, you see, with all these other racks of clothes, I can fit them and tailor them right to exactly what you want and how you want to live. But that rack of clothes over there, no, when you put those on, you're the one that gets tailored. You're the one that gets fit to match the clothes. And the guy looks at it and he walks away. If you're going to put on Jesus' garments and you're going to walk in his shoes, we're the ones who are going to get tailored. And that's kind of the counterfeit church in a nutshell, right? We want something that's going to fit who we are, and where we want to go, and what we want to believe. But the gospel's not like that. There are many warnings in the gospels and through the epistles about false prophets and false teachers. I'd like to start today by looking at Galatians chapter 1, starting in verse 6. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you by the grace of Christ and turning to different gospel, which is really not a gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or any angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let him be eternally condemned. Paul was very concerned about those that he loved. Paul was very attached to the churches that God helped him build. And he wept at times. Paul writes in Acts chapter 20, verses 29 to 31, I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Even from your own number, men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw away disciples after them. So be on your guard. Remember that for three years, I never stopped warning each of you night and day with tears. In 1 John, John gives us a warning as well. He says, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit. But test spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming, and even now is already in the world. And he describes these teachers, these false teachers and these false prophets, He says, you dear children are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are from the world, therefore speak of the viewpoint of the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God, and whoever knows God listens to us, but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. 
The Apostle John, who was so close to Jesus, he loved the Lord, and his insight into Jesus' divinity shows up in his Gospels, and recognizing that not only was he the Messiah, but he was the actual Word of God, and that Word had become flesh, and that person was Jesus Christ. So John had real insight into who Jesus was and all the things that Jesus had taught them. Then again in John's second letter, Many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh have gone out into the world. Any such person is a deceiver and the Antichrist. Watch out that you do not lose what you have worked for, but that you may be rewarded fully. Anyone who runs ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever continues in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not take him into your house. Or welcome him. This was a top priority for John and the other apostles. They were very concerned that this beautiful message of grace and love and forgiveness, that this would be perverted and people would start believing and trusting in other things and changing the gospels and taking the grace that had been given to them and use it for their own pleasure. As it is today, we need to be cautious and we need to be wise. There are many false teachers in the world today, and there are many false prophets. The Word of God is the litmus test. Does it line up with the Word of God, or are there parts that have been taken out that people don't like, that don't fit into the lifestyle? God the Father has given us a tremendous gift through His Son, Jesus Christ, and He pours His grace upon us every single day. But that doesn't excuse us from living a life that's worthy of His name. If we're looking for a religion that fits our lifestyle, there's thousands to choose from. But if we're looking for a relationship with a God who loves us, who wants to bless us, who has a future for us that's beyond our wildest dreams, then there's only one way to go, and that's through the cross of Jesus Christ, into salvation that God has for all those who will call upon his name. We know that in the last days, this church will rise up, and it will join to the Antichrist. It will be betrothed to the Antichrist, as we are betrothed to Jesus. We are not yet married to Jesus, but we are betrothed. And in the Old Testament, that was a big deal. That wasn't like today's engagements where sometimes they just get broken off for one thing or another. Back then, a betrothal was the closest thing to actual marriage. It was a complete commitment to one another. And that's what we have with Jesus. We are betrothed by the Holy Spirit to Jesus Christ. The counterfeit church may grow in number, and it will. It will grow in popularity. And we're going to talk about that in the coming episode. But through it all, the true church of Jesus Christ, those who follow him and live by his word, will continue to grow as well. God is faithful unto the end. But don't forget to tune in next week as we're going to continue this discussion on the counterfeit church and how it relates to the first century church. And we know that history repeats itself. We see that in Daniel when he talks about the rise of the Roman Empire once again here in the last days. Is there a mighty revival coming? How is this all going to work out? We're going to talk about how the counterfeit church fits in to Bible prophecy, and especially during the tribulation period. This is Russ Galsel for Chronicles of the End Times. God bless, keep serving him, and keep looking up. The King is coming. 